Welcome to the Path to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Wes Barefoot, where it's my mission to help aspiring entrepreneurs and existing business owners take control of their lives and create freedom for themselves through business ownership. Each episode, I'll be exploring the strategies and tactics of other successful entrepreneurs that have created freedom in their own lives while sharing what I'm learning along my own path to freedom. I'm glad you're here. Let's drop in. Hey, what's up? And thanks for dropping into another episode here on the Path to Freedom podcast. This is episode 131. Today, my guest is Danessa Itaya. And Danessa is the president of Bio One Franchise. You guys know I love to spotlight all different types of franchise businesses out there, but I particularly enjoy spotlighting franchises that are typically not on most people's radar and the last type of business that most people think of when they think of a franchise. And this is probably the best example I've brought to the show yet. Bio One is a crime and trauma scene cleanup franchise. Yeah, you heard me right. This is a franchise where you go and clean up crime scenes, trauma scenes. And as you can imagine, there are no shortage of wild examples and stories that uh, Danessa shares here in this episode. So really cool business opportunity to me and definitely a needs-based business. Um, a lot of other things that people find attractive about it, low cost, low overhead, scalable, a um, lot of different you know, referral partnership opportunities as Danessa kind of explains in this episode as well. So really cool franchise opportunities, some really cool stories that uh, get shared in this episode. So Without further ado, let's drop in with Danessa Ataya of Bio One. Danessa, maybe give us kind of a quick introduction. Tell us a little bit about the brand that you're with. And, uh, you know, from there, we'll get into some more specifics. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Of course. Um, so, Wes, we're going to change that so that uh, you can uh, talk more about Bio One to to the folks that you uh, interact with, and uh, it's it's a unique unique opportunity. Uh, just a little bit about me. I've you know um, I've been in franchising pretty much my whole career. Um, started out at Molly Maid uh, when we had about a hundred franchisees. I was the accounting assistant. My job was to enter royalty reports and pay the bills and. Which seems like a logical path to, you know, becoming president eventually, right? That's that's how most Definitely. people in franchising. Um, I just was really afforded the opportunity to learn so many different facets of franchising there at Molly Maid, which eventually became Service Brands International. Um, learning uh, just everything from accounting to license administration to operations. Uh, to um, training and development. And so, uh, so it was a great, great, we, we call it service brands university, you know, yeah. you, you get to learn as much as you can. Great group of people over there. Um, and then we had, um, and then with that, um, it allowed me the opportunity to um, pursue some other brands, worked with um, 
uh, Made Right, which was a sister company to Jam Pro International, kind of taking that that uh, that master franchise concept um, and building a residential model on that. And so that was a lot of fun uh, being able to create something from the ground up, knowing everything I knew about the residential industry and being able to start from scratch was really awesome. I bet, um, yeah. And so did that for many years and then um, had the opportunity to um, join uh, PMI Property Management Inc. Uh, that's what moved our family from Atlanta to uh, to uh, Utah here. And uh, we love to ski. We love the outdoors. And so in addition to the opportunity to join an amazing team, uh, we also got to uh, uh, visit some some national parks and work on our skiing and snowboarding a bit. So very cool. Yeah. Beautiful part of the country. Yes. Yes. And then you mentioned that I just recently joined Five Star Franchising and uh, with the team over there at Bio One. And so amazing group of folks. Um, I, I think one of the things that for me, uh, you know, I kind of I took five months off just to take a step back and say, what do I really want to do? Do I want to, you know, do I want to invest in a franchise? Do I want to um, continue and work with as, at the franchise or do I want to join a supplier? And yeah. uh, so, uh, lots of opportunity there. And uh, with that, I, I came across um, Five Star and they're extremely well respected in the industry as yeah. uh, a franchisor. And so the opportunity to partner with them was was phenomenal. And so I joined the Bio One team when, you know, they approached me about uh, a, a crime scene and trauma cleaning concept and they said oh but you've got lots of cleaning background and i thought not this kind of cleaning <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not sure it's entirely relevant but yes for for those listening you heard that right bio one is a crime scene and trauma uh cleaning franchise opportunity so I'm going to go out on a limb and say that most of the people listening didn't know that that existed as as a franchise opportunity and and most people probably just have never really put a lot of thought into what happens you know when there is some sort of a crime scene or you know a, a traumatic event who comes in to clean up the mess somebody has to right so um it like i said fascinating concept and and definitely want to you know, dive into more of the specifics. Um, I, I'm sure you've got no shortage of uh, entertaining stories that you can share from, you know, work that that has been done across the Bio One franchise system. But, you know, before we go there, I'm glad you shared a little bit of your background because I think it's it's really relevant. Um, you know, the, the way that you kind of have worked your way up through these different franchise organizations, I can only imagine that, you know, that has given you a lot of perspective that, you know, now leading a brand, you're able to to really leverage and, you know, make sure that the the bio one franchisees are getting the type of support that they they need to really go out and be successful. Um, and and talk just a little bit more about five star franchising for those that may not be aware, because I think this is an important point to emphasize as well. The fact that Bio One is is part of this kind of larger family of brands under this five star franchising umbrella. Um, what are some of the benefits that a Bio One franchisee is going to see um, through the the relationship with Five Star? 
Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's, it's interesting. So um, as you look at franchising, you see more of that trend of, you know, kind of a parent company um, and then multiple brands. And there, there are a couple of things that I've really enjoyed um, being just in my short time with, with five star a um, couple things. One is uh, uh, from a, from a franchisee standpoint, we get to leverage our buying power. So not just what Bio One and 130 plus franchisees can do, but being able to leverage hundreds of, you know, of um, franchisees. And so that buying power gives us the ability to really negotiate some really great programs for them. Yep. So the the buying power is is phenomenal. And so we've got we've got a whole team that we have five star uh, we have a five star supplier site. And so everything from rental cars to um, being able to source your fleet to being able to provide benefits to your uh, employees, um, to payroll, to w- whatever the needs are, um, we've been able to build a program there. So uh, big advantage there. I think from a leadership standpoint, the other thing that I really have enjoyed is um, every week, all of the five-star brand presidents get together and we, we just kind of have, have a huddle up. And uh, so it's nice to be able to have kind of a safe place that you can kind of say, okay, has anybody come across this? Or, hey, what did you do about that? Or how did you roll this out? Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's been able to, it's been a great um, kind of group to be able to, to kind of pick their brains a bit uh, and be able to share best practices across all brands. Yeah, I could see that being hugely valuable. I mean, really one of the same benefit of being a franchisee, you know, with within a great franchise system is that shared learning and and the ability to learn from each other and uh and and support. So you you kind of have that in your role with the other brand presidents in in five star franchising. So real quickly, what are what are the other brands that are currently part of five star franchising? Absolutely. So uh, five star. Well, so they first started with um, uh, with uh, five star painting, uh, and then sold that. Um, mm-hmm. But and then um, picked up um, uh, five five star bath solutions. So bathroom remodeling. Uh, we've got uh, Gotcha Covered, which is window treatments. Uh, we've got uh, Mosquito Shield, which is pest control. Uh, we've got one eight hundred Packouts, uh, which is uh, works very closely with the insurance industry. So when you yep. have a fire or disaster uh, and then 1-800-TEXTILES, which does the restoration work. Yeah. And then uh, we have another brand that is a little bit unique in the sense that it's not a franchise brand, but it's a marketing, it's our marketing arm. And so ProNexus uh, handles a lot of the marketing as it relates from a digital standpoint. Um, they also manage our call center. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's nice to have that in the family. You know, you've got that expertise. Um, I'm not having to source out to another, you know, another agency. These guys um, are held accountable, just like every brand at, at Five Star. And so um, it's been a great, a great opportunity to leverage that knowledge. Uh, and and they understand us better than than anybody. Yeah, I think I was telling you when we talked a few weeks ago, one of the brands my wife and I own, we used to work with ProNexus um, for the call center services and and it was great. And, you know, having a call center in the first place is 
so critical, you know, in, in most of these types of, you know, more service-based businesses. But uh, we had a great experience with ProNexus. Really kind of wish that that we were still working with them for uh, our call center services. That that wasn't our call. But um, yeah, so really, really interesting kind of collection of brands that that Five Star Franchising has. And, and you know, interesting how some of them really kind of complement each other, right? Where you've got you know, bio one, God forbid something traumatic happens in a bathroom, bio one can come clean it. 1-800 packouts can come, you know, move stuff out of the house. And then five-star bath solutions can come in and remodel the bathroom if if uh, that's what needs to happen. So um, really interesting. But, you know, back to kind of the, the main topic for today, which is, you know, bio one. So give us, give us kind of the the quick overview, you know, what exactly is it that bio one does from a services standpoint? And, uh, and then we'll kind of go from there to, to peel a few more layers back. Yeah, absolutely. So bio one, and like you said, you're absolutely right. A lot of people don't know we exist um, as it relates to a service provided because most of us hope we never have to call us, sure. you know, I mean, this is, yeah. this is definitely a brand that uh, you hope uh, you're never having to make that phone call. So we, um, we had, there are a couple of different arms. Predominantly we um, specialize in the bio cleanup. So um, after the police have left, after the um, deceased has been removed from the home, then, uh, you know, the family will reach out to us. Um, we work with victim advocate groups. We work with local police departments, first responders, um, so that they know as they're talking to the family saying, you know, they're kind of like, what happens now? I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah something most people have never even thought about, right? right? Exactly, exactly. And and so during that traumatic time, we just say, hey, give them our phone number. We're a 24-7 service. Uh, give them, give us a call. Um, we will come out. We'll, we'll get this taken care of. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, we do, we see a lot, we see things that most people, um, never even think about seeing or only see on TV, you know? And, um, so there's, there's a lot of compassion that goes into that working with the customers, working with the, um, families, uh, being able to to help them get them back into their home so that uh, they can continue to um, whether it's grieve or, or or kind of move on. The other component that uh, we do is we also um, you know we're the resource that cities reach out to for um, homeless encampment cleanup uh, for um, yeah yeah and uh, for um, uh, cleaning up after, you know, a rat infestation, you know, um, we do a lot of hoarding cleanups. Um, we always laugh because I said, uh, you know, one of the best lead sources for our franchisees is to go to every residential cleaning company out there because they don't want to clean the hoard clean. They'll come in and do the maintenance clean after. So I said, we, we always were looking for someone to refer that business out to. Uh, So yeah, yeah. Being able to come in and, and, and help, with customers who just need that help and 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 it's 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 tough because it does take a special person to be able to work with with that customer because they're yes. embarrassed and they're embarrassed that they live like this and and so being able to have the right person come in and it's the thing we consistently hear you know we look at our our google reviews is 
hey, we love that Brian came in and took care of us. We love that Brian put together a program. We love that Richard and his team were professionals and didn't rush through things and took time to explain things. So it's it's interesting. We clean up the stuff that nobody else wants to clean up and we do it with a lot of care and compassion. And that's kind of what we're known for. Our, our tagline is help first, business second. Yeah, I'm sure it's it, it really is a... A certain type of person that that's needed to have the type of compassion with with a lot of the, you know, clients and circumstances that they're dealing with. One of the franchises we own is uh, Shelf Genie. We do custom shelving and um, closets, so it's you know very much focused on organization and um, you know storage. And so we encounter some you know hoarding type of situations from time to time and. Um, it, I mean, our, our designers sometimes get in there. They don't, they don't have a clue what to do, where to start. And, you know, the other thing that we've seen is a lot of times the the person that lives there and is, is kind of hoarding everything, like they have no interest or desire to change how they're living. Right. A lot of times it's someone else, you know, a, a family member or loved one that's kind of encouraging them and maybe bringing someone in to try to help and so delicate situations for sure um so yeah i i imagine this is the type of of brand that is certainly not going to be for everyone but you know really does create the opportunity to be in a, a business where there's there's clearly need and demand for these services but you know it's one where i, I imagine your franchisees feel very fulfilled because they can you know, see on a daily basis how they're, you know, having a positive impact with their their customers and within their communities. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. I was I was actually my second week uh, with the brand was our top achievers trip. So we brought all of our top achievers from five star and from bio one down to uh, the Dominican Republic. I know it's a tough job. And uh, and it was a perfect opportunity for me to get to know our, our top performers and spend some time. And and that was one of the questions I said, hey, I, you know, I mean, you guys have told me some crazy stories here. Why do you do this? And that was exactly it, as they said, the ability to give back to your community and be able to help your community and have an amazing business model. It's, you know, I mean, we couldn't find something that was a better match for them. And so for them, they they were extremely high, high level of satis- satisfaction. There. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So so talk about, you know, your your franchise owners a little bit and, and in particularly some of these top performers. Like what what type of a background do they have? I mean, one of the things I, I run into a lot as I'm working with people is, you know, a lot of times people have the tendency to to look at, you know, these different franchise businesses and say, oh, well, I don't I don't have any experience in that industry. So, you know, how could I own a business in that industry? They kind of gravitate towards things that, you know, may have something in common with their professional background. But a lot of times that's not necessarily going to be the case, right? A lot of franchises out there really don't care if their franchise owners have you know, what I would call relevant industry experience. They're looking for certain personality traits, mindset, skill sets that that they know are going to translate 
well to being successful as as franchise owners in their business model. So what does that look like for for Bio One? Do you have kind of some some common backgrounds amongst your franchise owners or is it all over the board? Uh, so I'd like to say that, hey, you know, if, you know, people say, oh, I don't know if I have the stomach to do that. And that is one component. I mean, that's, that's a reality of what, of what we do. Um, you know, but we do have several businesses that have an executive uh, that offer that, you know, executive model or, 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 um, using that executive model where they're not out in the field. They're the, they're the office folks, they're the marketing people, they're the networking people. Um, you know, I've got a franchisee uh, who uh, has a business in, in Indianapolis and then uh, two in Phoenix. And, oh, wow. um, and he's a former police chief. Um, now, you know, so we've got, we've got uh, former first responders, um, we've got um, former military, uh, we've got, you know, I mean, as I look at it, and then we've got people who have absolutely no experience in this. Uh, and that's kind of the beauty of franchising, right? I mean, you don't, we will teach you everything. And then, then you're going to learn even more. And you're going to learn all these best practices from all of your neighboring franchisees. Yep. And so for that, I look at it and people always say, well, who's your, who's your best candidate? And I'm like, you know, it's, it's a little of everything. I mean, we've got, you know, people who are first responders. We've got people who um, come from the, you know, engineering industry, who come from software development. You know, it's it's all over. I, I tell people just it, just like anything in franchising. Uh, yes, our widget is a little bit unique, um, but understanding the ability to follow a business model, be able to work hard, be able to follow a business plan, uh, those are, and, and a little bit of a sales and marketing mentality. This is, sure. you know, yeah. just like everything else. Yes, we are not, we are not a, um, people hope that they use us once, you know, people hope that, yeah. uh, you know, we're not, Hey, uh, by the way, you know, I mean, um, but we, customers we want to be frequent flyers. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and who, you know, a lot of our fer- referral networks um, come from former first or existing first responders from victim advocate groups, from um, uh, local community members. Uh, and so we, we tell people, hey, it's, it's important to be involved in your community. Go, you, even though what we do is a little unique, um, we support our suicide prevention groups. Um, we come to their annual conferences. We want to be able to provide those resources from a, here are some suicide prevention um, uh, resources. Uh, here are some hoarding, um, you know, five signs of hoarding and ways to identify. So being able to provide those resources back to the community is important to us. Uh, in addition to, kind of saying, hey, we hope you don't have to call us. But if you do need our resources, we're here for you. We're tied to your community. We're locally owned and operated. Um, and uh, we find that the majority of our, our majority of the work that we do comes from local boots on the ground marketing. Yeah, I was going to say that seems like this is the type of business where, you know, the franchise owner is really going to need to be comfortable going out and networking and developing relationships it seems like there's 
you know, especially the more you, you you're talking, there's just a, a lot of different options or possibilities for, you know, developing these referral partnerships. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's kind of some of your standard digital marketing, right? If someone absolutely services, they don't know where to get it. So they start Googling around, like, you know, you're going to show up there, but yeah, it seems like the, the low hanging fruit is to really get out there and develop some of these relationships with other organizations and other, you know, experts and professionals that are going to be in a position to, to refer people to you when there's a need. If you're listening to this podcast, then there's a good chance that you're looking to create more freedom in your own life. There's also a good chance that you realize that owning your own business can be a great way to take more control of your livelihood and create more of that freedom that we're all looking for. Also, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you realize that I specialize in franchise ownership. In addition to owning franchise businesses myself, I have a franchise consulting firm, Path to Freedom, where I help people navigate what is typically an overwhelming process of understanding franchising, identifying specific franchise companies that could be a fit, and then conducting the due diligence in a thorough and efficient manner with those franchise brands. My whole purpose here is to leverage my experience working for franchisors, owning franchises myself, and how we've been able to use that to create more freedom in our lives and help you determine if that could be a path that makes sense for you as well. So if any of this sounds interesting, if you've considered business ownership in the past, whether you've explored franchising specifically or not, I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to learn more about you and what it is that you're working towards in your life and determine if I may be in a position to help. A great starting point is the link below in the show notes, which will take you to a short form to fill out, and you'll receive a free copy of an ebook that I've put together, The Seven Steps to Freedom Through Franchise Ownership. That'll also get us connected, and I'd love to set up an introductory call where I can explain a little bit more about the process that I use to help people determine if franchise ownership could be a great way to start charting their own path to freedom. So click the link below in the show notes, receive the ebook, and let's get connected. I'd love to hear from you. So so on that, what and I'm sure this varies a little bit. You know, you already gave an example of of, you know, a franchisee that owns multiple markets. What what does the owner's role typically look like for a new franchisee that's getting started? Are they, you know, really out there for lack of a better way, putting it, getting their hands dirty and, and, you know, actually working the cleanup part of this, or are they able to hire for that? And they focus more on the, the business development and, and the referral partnerships. Uh, what, what does that typically look like? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so a couple, it, it can happen multiple ways. Um, majority of our businesses will come out, they'll start. Um, it's we, it, we call it the Tyvek suit. So they're in the suit. Um, so a lot of our franchisees right out of the gate, um, it's them and one other person to, to go in and do that work. Um, and the franchisee is also generating the business, doing the networking. Um, you know, I have one franchisee who says, I always want to be in the suit because that's when I can do the best selling. And uh, that's where I get to interact with the customer. 
uh, many of our franchisees say, hey, my goal is to build my business, so I'm not in the suit. Uh, and so as I can continue to scale the business, I have some who come in and say, I'll never be in the suit. I'm going to learn how to be in the suit. But with that, I want to hire uh, employees immediately out of the gate. They will go out. They will work closely with the customer. I will be that point of contact for them as it relates to marketing, as it relates to um, any of the administrative aspects of it. Yeah, that'd be me. Um, yeah, <laughs> as a bio franchisee, I think I don't. I don't know that I'd want to be in the suit um, <clears throat> personally. <laughs> not not yeah. sure I have the stomach for it. Right, right. I think, um, and and I'm very much the same way. You know, I when I was with Molly Maid, and I'd go out and help help do a quality check, and we'd have to you know help out the team. They'd say, "Danessa, you're too slow," and I'm like, "I know." I'm too slow, but I can put together a business plan like nobody's business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Know, know your lane and and stay in it. So a uh, couple of questions that have just kind of popped into my mind as, as you've been talking here. Um, I, I guess since we're kind of on the subject of, you know, new franchise owners and, and you know, how should they be spending their time? I got to know, what does training look like for this? Like, are you guys buying buckets full of fake blood and and oh, real um, blood real blood real blood where do you buy real blood from so um, that was an we option do, we we take them through a moxing cleanup and so with that we um have to stage a scene and i'll tell you um we generally generally what we've done is we've set it up the night before and so we use um we use sheep's blood you buy it online <laughs> And okay. uh, we, we laughed because the the first week I was there, I opened the fridge to get some mayonnaise or something. And, and sure enough, there's the blood right next to it. And I thought, well, this is, this is getting used to the new brand. Um, but we, we set up a mock scene um, that's real blood. And, uh, and so we did this the night before the trainees were going to come and clean it. And the next morning we came in and, and, the people who clean our office had cleaned it up. And so we thought, oh, no, what do they think we do here? Right. Yeah. What did, is there a police incident reported for for our training office? Oh, it was it was hysterical. So um, we owe our cleaning crew a huge debt of gratitude for being willing to clean anything. However, um, we've now learned that we set it up the morning before. And yeah. Make sure that the cleaning crew knows do not enter this room. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and no one was actually murdered in this room um, right. for, for training they, purposes they, only. They um, cleaned the knife. They, they put it, you know, back in the sink. I mean, they did a good job. <laughs> uh, well, hey, if you if you need to recruit some people locally, then you might you might have your candidates right there. Um, what about. And I'm sure this varies as well, but who's typically paying for for these services? I mean, obviously, it's a business. There's a cost. Is this and, and I mean, there's so many different scenarios, I guess, where, you know, bio one would would be called in. But is this something that, you know, insurance is paying in some instances? Is it usually the the customer paying out of pocket? What are what are the different, I guess, kind of revenue mixes in terms of who's paying 
Absolutely. I'm glad you asked that question. Um, so for a majority of the bio jobs, uh, you're working with insurance carrier. And so being able to, you know, and, and most people don't know that they don't know that, um, you know, if there's a death in your, in your home and someone needs to come in and clean it, uh, that your homeowner's insurance does cover that. Okay. So, homeowner's and so insurance. Yeah. yeah, homeowner's insurance. And then we, we recognize that working with insurance carriers is, you know, there's a lot of hoops that you jump through there. So we actually do have someone on staff at our office who that's what she specializes in. So we just say, Hey, work with her. She's going to, you know, once you give her the scope of work and the invoice, then she'll be able to work directly with the insurance adjuster to get that, that taken care of. So, um, so when we look at that, we say we absolutely um, insurance jobs is one component. And then the others um, we have what we call private pay. So that's when the homeowner pays or, or um, the individual pays and, uh, you know, for hoarding planes, they can run, you know, as high as, you know, six, seven, eight, 15 grand. And it. that's, yeah. significant. that's yeah. you know, that's significant. And so with that, we have programs that we provide that the, the, the um, franchisee is able to provide finance, third party financing built into our programs. They, you know, when they get the proposal, they can click the button that says, hey, yeah, I'd like to see if I can finance this. So really being able to provide a solution to the homeowner. We, we never want to turn, have to turn down business because someone cannot, uh, because someone cannot um, uh, pay for it. That's that, you know, that is our, always our goal. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's interesting. Um, so I've, I've got to ask what are, what are some of the just wildest stories that you've heard from you know, your franchisees since, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the goriest stories, yeah. I guess, you know, whatever you're comfortable sharing, but I, I don't feel like I'd be doing my job very well if I didn't ask you for, for at least a couple of stories here. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know if they're wild and gory, but, um, so one of the things that, you know, bio one by you, you remember the, um, the concert at, um, the Mandalay Bay, yeah. uh, the, the shooting. Yeah. 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 And so bio one was called in to, to really? do. Okay. Wow. Yes. And so it was really actually kind of interesting because obviously, I mean, I think, you know, they had to clean the scene, clear the scene. They had to, you know, do everything they, the, the FBI needed to do. So the FBI were, was involved. And uh, they cleared the scene. Um, and then, you know, it was huge. It was a big job. And so but, with yeah. that, our franchisee in Las Vegas, um, we had several other franchisees, local and not local, reach out to him and say, we'll be there. We'll come and help you do that. Wow. Um, and so it was kind of, it was neat to see that no matter the magnitude of the job, you know, that we were able to take care of it as a brand. And so it's, you know, it's one of those things where you, again, you hate that it happens. Um, but yeah, we've, we've been, in, um, we consulted on the Sandy hook, uh, uh, school, uh, yeah. shooting. So there's, there are quite a few that, um, you know, we've been able to consult or be part of that cleanup. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a needed service. It's, it's one of those things. What's the that, thing? It's just, you know, it's like insurance. It's like, you know, restoration companies, you know, there's, yeah. 
no one's ever hoping that they need these services, but, you know, God forbid someone's in a position when they do, it's really nice to have a company that specializes in these things that knows how, you know, to come in and, and handle everything. I mean, I can only imagine if, you know, something traumatic happened at my house or at our office and, I've got to figure out how to get everything cleaned up. Like, no, I want to be able to hand that off to someone that knows what they're doing, has a process, knows how to, you know, interact with, with me, with, you know, some level of understanding or compassion or whatever. It's, it's a needed service, but, you know, to have a, a company that specializes in it versus, you know, the, the cleaning company that, you know, they do right. one of these a year, if that, and so they're not really equipped to to handle it appropriately. So, yeah. I mean, is it safe to say that that Bio One is really kind of the the leader in the the crime scene and trauma cleanup? I mean, I imagine there's some competition out there, but it's probably pretty fragmented and and not as specialized as as Bio One. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and especially on the franchise um, front. Yeah you know, the ability to um, bring this local, local, locally owned and operated. So, you know, you get, you're getting someone very quickly because yeah. name of the game on this is you got to be on scene as quickly as possible. And, sure. and so, so with that, you know, we've got 130 plus locations and, you know, I hear about franchisees who are willing to drive a couple hours and to, uh, to help family out. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Um, And so 130 locations. Yeah. So pretty good, uh, you know, footprint at this point, pretty good, uh, you know, track record, but also a lot of room to grow. A lot of opportunity, a lot of opportunity to grow. We were actually, um, we were at the um, FBI National Academy Associates annual conference. So these are people from all over the world, but predominantly in the U.S. Um, FBI trained, um, but but uh, police chiefs, um, high level police departments, uh, and so they had their annual conference in Denver. And so we were there uh, at um, at their their exhibit hall, and it was really interesting because as we would explain to people what we do. Um, we felt like we had really great coverage, but there are some, there are some that we said, Hey, um, we, we do have a franchisee in that market. Um, but it would probably take them a couple, couple hours to get there. And so again, as much, you know, these people are like, Hey, well, we need this service. We need your service. And it was, it was exciting for them to understand what we do, what we provide. And so knowing as a first responder, as a, uh, as a police officer, as a sheriff, that that they can say, "Hey, after they've come in and tear gassed the the place, or after they've come in and um, you know cleared the scene, that the family that's distraught there, they can say, call these people. They're going to take care of you. They'll be here on scene. They'll be able to get you taken care of. Um, you're not having to you know clean this yourself." So uh, it was it was exciting to get that kind of response from from them. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I just I can't imagine going through something like that and then having to clean it up myself or or even think about that. Um, So 
talk to me a little like what is what does this look like at scale i mean i i imagine you know like with most franchises the goal is for your franchisees even if they're very hands-on you know a lot of time in the suit in the beginning the goal is to to scale it build out a team um give us some examples and i mean you don't have to talk like revenue or numbers but give us some examples of some of your larger franchisees what does their team look like i mean i know you said you got the guy in indianapolis and phoenix i imagine he's you know done a had to do a good job building out teams to to cover both of those markets so what is what does that kind of look like what's the the big opportunity for the franchisees that that can really scale Absolutely. So um, big, big opportunity in the sense that, yeah, getting um, building your infrastructure so that you've got to, whether it's a general manager, whether it's the franchisee to have multiple teams. Um, it's the beauty of what we do is you, we don't, we're not reliant on hundreds of employees. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the thing that I think a lot of people are concerned about is just kind of how am I going to staff this? And the way we, we stagger our work is that, you know, obviously um, the bio jobs come first. And so uh, we've got bio jobs, but then if we get a hoarding clean, then we're able to, to schedule that accordingly. And so with that, you're not having to try and do all of it at once. Yeah. You're able to say, okay, bio job, we're going to be there on scene within X, you know, within an hour. Um, but then the hoarding clean, then maybe if I had four guys there, I maybe have two guys and I took my other two guys to go to work the bio the bio job. And so being able to adjust and accommodate your schedule that way allows the franchisees to be able to scale very quickly uh, and be able to take on. And then, you know, if they need to add some additional teams, then, then they'll, they'll continue to grow that way. Yeah. And I, I imagine it's similar to the, the franchise owner where, you know, their employees don't necessarily need to have a background in this as long as they're willing right. to, you know, go through the training, they're coachable, all of that. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, something I wanted to ask you that, that came up as, as you were, were kind of talking through, Oh, from, from an equipment standpoint, cause this is, you know, comparatively speaking, this is, you know, kind of a, a lower cost franchise opportunity. I mean, this, this is not hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to get it up and running. There's not, you know, obviously any sort of a, a brick and mortar or, you know, retail component. So what does a franchisee need in order to to be able to start operating the business from an infrastructure standpoint? Do they do they need an office? What what type of equipment or you know vehicles do they need? And and what does that look like as they as they continue to scale? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're absolutely right. We're not buying pizza ovens. We're not just we're not a brick and mortar kind of a um, job. Most of our franchisees actually start out um, from their home. Okay. And, uh, and we recommend that they get a, um, a box truck, uh, so that they can carry their supplies. Again, there are, there are some supplies, you know, I mean, you're dealing with cleaning, you're dealing with ozone, you're dealing with OSHA, dealing with, the uh, um, uh, biohazard cleaning bags, things like that. So, uh, so there's, there's a little bit of an, uh, an investment and we cover that in, in the kind of our initial kit, uh, but then the the truck we at, we request that it be um, not marked because there's a level of discretion that we want to provide 
customers as well. And so yeah, 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 want, makes a lot of yeah, sense. Right. I mean, you don't want a big bio one truck pulling up to your house. Now your neighbors are like, we removed dead bodies. Like, (laughs) Um, but but then, you know, their second, third, fourth vehicle, absolutely. They can logo the heck out out of it. And and we've got, you know, we provide the, the, um, uh, the logo, the logos and all of that fun stuff. But uh, with that, and then as they scale, you know, it's, it's, you know, maybe you get another box truck later on down, but generally majority of our franchisees are able to operate um, with one or two box trucks. uh, And then, you know, uh, a couple of other vehicles um, as they scale their business. So again, not, it's not a lot of uh, capital initially uh, there to get up and running. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, I didn't think about the, the not wrapping the, the trucks. Most, most franchises are going to require that you wrap your, your vehicle, which only makes sense. But in this case, yeah, I could, I could see why that, that really does not make sense. Um, so interesting. What, what have I not asked you about that, that I should have asked you about, um, you know, with this, this fascinating, very unique franchise concept. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think you've, you've probably covered most of it here. I think um, just from a bio one standpoint, I think um, you're familiar with the franchise business review and they, you know, they do their annual survey every. um, And so we, we do the same. We, we use franchise business review, a third party. Uh, We were talking about franchisee satisfaction Mm -hmm. and it is one of the things that consistently we see on our FBR survey is the high, high level of franchisee satisfaction there. And so for us, we look at that and say, hey, we recognize this is not a sexy business. This is nobody's getting into it saying, I really want to see gross stuff every day. Um, but the the fact that they are, they the ability to be part of the community, the ability to give back to the community, the ability to engage with other fellow franchisees, for them, they say, this is, this is why I do what I do. Yeah. I mean, help helping people in a, in a very hard, difficult time of need is certainly rewarding. And and I imagine there's some, some level of, you know, like I, I have a really good friend that's a firefighter and, and, you know, he's seen some terrible stuff, right? Uh, I have a friend that's a, an ER surgeon, you know, his every single day is, you know, being surrounded by horrible events, people dying in many cases. And while it's very rewarding, you know, when, when these types of people are able to help these people that are in need, they also kind of get to a point where, you know, they're able to come home and they're able to live their life, you know, Mm -hmm. fairly normally, like it, it doesn't, stay with them all the time even the the really horrible things that they they see so i I imagine it's got to be similar for for these franchisees where they can you know uh, appreciate the the way in which they're able to help but then also kind of compartmentalize the 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 horrible things that they're seeing close up that the the vast majority of us never never have to see I, I think you're absolutely right. I and I think the ability to compartmentalize 
the ability, uh, I, many of our franchisees, they use humor as a way to kind of release. Um, but then we also have examples where, hey, uh, the employee or whether it's the franchisee or the employee, um, you know, our franchisees will provide some support services as well as needed. And so we're building relationships with um, uh, from a national level to be able to have franchisees be able to point their employees towards, hey, uh, that was pretty tough. Here's a phone number if you ever need to call them uh, to just download. Because you yeah. do want to go yeah. home and you do want to you do want to just be you at home, but sure. you also need an outlet. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's interesting. And, and, you know, first responders, they like you said, they experience this every day as well. And so um, building some relationships there with uh, some groups that see this and they understand it and and be able to help provide some of those mechanisms to cope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I would love to come to your next uh, franchisee annual convention by every franchisee a round or two at the bar and just be a fly on the wall and, and hear some of the stories that these guys are are trading back and forth. That sounds like good fun. You guys should start a bio one podcast as, as popular as the, you know, murder mystery and, and, you know, real crime type of podcast are, um, yeah. you guys could, could probably go viral. <laughs> That's a great marketing, marketing yeah. tool. There you go. There Might you be. go might be yeah. uh well this this was fascinating um really appreciate you taking the time to to kind of walk us through the bio one franchise opportunity Danessa. um where can people go if if they want to connect with you where can they go to learn more about bio one five-star franchising where where would you point them Absolutely. Um, to learn more about us, uh, you can go to um, uh, bio1franchising.com uh, as well as if you want to just check us out, you can go to bio1inc.com uh, and uh, fivestarfranchising.com. So uh, any information that you need, if you want to reach out to me, you can um, reach out to me at danessa.etaya at bio1inc.com. Would love to talk to you. Uh, share a little bit more as you can tell we love talking about the brand so well it's a very cool brand um and and one that's really you know having a positive impact and and helping the people that you serve so um thank you so much for dropping in here on the path to freedom podcast really appreciate everything you're doing and keep up the great work That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know when a new episode is released. You can also check me out on my website at www.path2frdm.com. And if you want more information about franchising or just want to say hello, feel free to contact me at Wes at Path2FRDM.com. Thanks again. Now go drop in.